Let's do it. <laughs> Episode 48. Carpets welcome. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. How are you? Excellent. What about you guys? I'm doing pretty good today. Having a nice chill day of nothingness. <laughs> Fed some snakes, <laughs> some wacky things for fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw that Ruffy eating a fish. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. I thought out a few fish with like the Ackies and the water cobras and the indigos in mind. And I was like, yeah, what the hell? It's yeah. Ruffy, the Ruffy you, loved it. Were you inspired by the Owen appearance on THP with the, uh, <laughs> I don't McIntyre? know if I would go as far as to say inspired by, Owen. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but it was a good listen. It's always funny to hear Owen swim on his own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoy listening Fish pun. to Owen. Um, Fish pun. <laughs> yeah, I, I yes. do. I, I do like it when I'm not asking him questions or he's asking questions with me. But uh, my favorite good, is when he good. talks himself into a corner and then he just goes so, and then there's just silence. Like he just ends it with. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so i was uh it was great how are you riley i i'm good i was hoping this coffee was going to show up before um this rolled around it's it's delayed like most things are but um my fiance turned me on to it it is ginjan born of africa made in new york whoa um and it's uh uh Beans sourced from the finest crops in the Democratic Republic of Congo, Ethiopia, and Rwanda. Uh, Ethiopia being like the home place, like Mecca of coffee, and then roasted in New York. Mm. So, um, that waiting good. on some good coffee to come in the mail. So, and that it, uh, I think a lot of the the proceeds go back to to help some of the communities out there. So it's good, good Very stuff. Good. We love that. Yep. Well, I've been on. I'm I'm repping Pete still Bay Area. Nice. There we go. Nice. But lately, uh, I went for Africa and Arabia Beridi blend, Beridi blend. Ooh. I don't know. Okay. Citrus flower, blackberry <laughs> syrup, and cacao finish. Medium roast. Very good. Very good. Okay. Yes. Uh um so i was waiting i have i have a coffee that i'm trying right now but uh, i was waiting for um the in between the shipment the like riley's saying i got delayed so i went and grabbed some pete's coffee and i haven't had that in a while and it's actually pretty good pretty pretty good i like it. Uh, pretty good, um, pretty, pretty, good. <laughs> pretty pretty uh, but the the coffee I'm trying right now is uh, Red Bay Coltrane coffee. Okay, uh, Coltrane. Coltrane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're out of Oakland, California. How so am I. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. That's where I am right now. <laughs> Very good. So they're right in your neighborhood. So uh, it's a Colombian coffee. Um, it has like. Um, it kind of has like a taste like uh, milk chocolate and hazelnuts is what it mm. says. Um, I, guess, I love a good uh, hazelnut I, undertone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, it says it has that sort of citrus taste. I, I guess like medium roast coffees tend to have that more acidic. Yes. Um, 
citrus type of taste because yeah. it's it's a it's a medium right roast right um less burnt dirt or <clears throat> fruit forward mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it uh <laughs> uh i i heard that it is uh it's washed so it seems like i t- tend to like washed coffees uh that's how they process it and um it's harvested in um from april to july so uh, but it's pretty good pretty 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 good i like it it's nice nice flavor nice uh nice taste so very good that's what i'm drinking there you go. excellent coffee I'm a, check I'm a, I'm a sucker for, <laughs> sucker for these things in a, in a quick fix nothing like some nice. herb yeah i've, I've had i never the had day it. it's it's basically just a, a tea like a Yerb will it's blow like a, caffeine from coffee out of the water sometimes, though. Like, what yeah, sometimes yeah. those suckers have like 200 milligrams. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, like not a lot. I like them because they're kind of refreshing and sweet at times. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I needed something. I was, I've been having such a lazy day. It's my Sunday. So I'm just kind of lounging, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll go well, get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I should say that uh, as we go through, we're only going to go for about an hour because uh, um, Luke has got some personal stuff he's got to take care of. So y'all can go for about know, an hour. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no worries, no worries. Um, but what's going on with me this week is, dude, I was telling you guys, I'm pumped again about carpet pythons. <laughs> did you ever that... stop? <laughs> I didn't, but you know, you know, it's sort of like it, it goes up and down, and sort of you know, you, yeah, you, you, you kind of feel like. You're sort of, I don't want to, this is going to sound bad, but like you, you sort of know the information that's out there and, and what, what more, you can always learn more, but like, there's only so much information. You have to sort of learn it from watching your snakes, right? So having less amount of snakes to take care of has really afforded me the opportunity to spend more time in my snake room and spend more time with the snakes rather than just go through the motions of right clean it water bowl feed it you know next clean it food you know and um i gotta say man i'm i'm like wow i like look at these look at these carpets look at these carpets <laughs> holy shit look at these carpets I'm, ah, i don't know man i'm just pumped but that's, that's what i got awesome. going on. yeah i love that i feel like i mean what was your what was your height, your number? It was like two hundred fifty something. <laughs> Ooh, I was probably close to three hundred. Yeah. So I mean, there's just no way that you're going to be able to like spend a lot of time with each animal. Yeah. That you know, that's yeah. The yeah. math doesn't yeah. check out. So I, I think that totally makes sense. You know, slim it yeah. down a little bit, just free yourself yeah. up to, to actually yeah. pay more attention to the things that are drawing your interest, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like inland carpets, diamond uh-huh. pythons. Yeah, Just how are those? Cool shit, like which ones? The diamonds? diamonds and the inlands. You're you're looking to breed both, right? So how, how's that? Uh, going? Yeah, pretty good. Um, we're still cool in cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. hitting the uh, basically the fifties here at night. Okay. Um, because it's like two degrees together? outside. Like, are you cooling no. the? Par- okay. Yeah. Mm-mm. I don't know if I should, but I'm not. But. That's the one thing I'm doing differently this year for the brettles than last year is I'm cooling them together. Um, last year I had like each individual snake in a bin for cooling, but this year I'm I'm trying to just meh, 
<laughs> Pairs together. <laughs> PSP, we will get to that. That is our main topic tonight about that coastal-looking diamond python, but uh, we'll get there. But anyway, go ahead, Lucas. Sorry. No, that's it. <laughs> Complete thought. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. What's going on with you, Riley? What you what's 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 got you excited? And oh, I know. I don't know if you're gonna say it, but I know what got you excited, my man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I have put down money on three unsexed, completely unrelated, uh, Strophorus tinacata. So I've got some golden tail gecko babies coming from Jekko's Geckos LLC. That's so cool, man. And uh <clears throat> yeah, I'm excited because I've got their adult tank already ready to rock. I've got like a, a 15 gallon that's divided into three little fives. I'm gonna get that ready and set up and uh and prepared for whenever it's cool enough for him to ship so then I can raise up the babies individually and you know, see what sort of ratio I get a couple months down the line because they're all three of them are in the two to four month range. So they'll need at least, you know, two to four more months to to tell what gender they're at and see what happens from there and see if I get lucky and get a nice trio and put them all together in the big tank together at one point and it's nice. go from there. So Very um, fun. Yeah, I need more geckos. I'm waiting on. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, say that again. <laughs> I need more geckos. Hey, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, need, I, I need more geckos. Um, I'm with you, man. The yeah. Scratch. You might be wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Pencil this down. Put it on the calendar. Yes. Save this one, and in a few years, we'll look back and say, like, this is when Riley broke. <laughs> um, Riley's geckos. Yeah, no, no. I just, I think the coolest thing for me about them is building the setup and then yes. the anticipation of seeing them use it has me like staring at that enclosure all the time. And I'm just like really an like antsy. And I want to see them use it. I want to see their natural behaviors. I want to see them do their thing. So, yeah, man, I got these. Uh, I got. So I only got two species of geckos. I got the uh, underwater source milii mm -hmm. and the um, oh shit, I'm drawing a blank on their uh, the oidura, oidura, yeah. Um, really cool, man. I I never thought I would be a gecko person. Yeah, like, but this <laughs> huh? is just like shame on you. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, I'm, I will I'm never taking yuck your snake card. I will never yuck your reptile yum. Especially because yeah. you said you'd never do legs, and here you are with Ackies. Ackies, Kims, yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot you have those too. I yeah, think, I think I think that's the cool thing about these smaller species, right? Is you you actually get to chisel out a little piece of their environment if you do it right, right? And you get to yep. watch them and see what they would do in the wild. That's, it's a totally that's different cool thing. thing, you know. There's yeah, there's no comparison between having dwarf monitors and snakes or even like a fish tank like it's just mm -hmm. its own thing you know yeah, yeah keith, keith put up a post the other day and man i love keith's post he's he's so he's so spot on on, on a lot of his things and like owen was busting my stones on thp about like <laughs> i'm in the retirement of my yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. culture you know i think he said the, <laughs> what is the sunset years or something. yeah I mean, the sunset years <laughs> like god damn 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Lucas was saying the other day, I was like, I want one of those Centralian exotic uh, Womas. And he's like, yeah, give me 20 years. I'm like, shit, I'll be dead. You'll live forever in our hearts and in our ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the archive will never die. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, he was just saying about like he was comparing it to fish. Right. And like. You know, um, like a lot of people will keep he's seen people like keep fish in these plain tanks with sometimes even no substrate, no nothing. And they're just kind of there and they're alive and they're they're, they're they, they appear healthy and everything looks good. But it's, you know, what are you getting out of that? And right. um, that's so true, man. You know, and you think about that with reptiles and you're just like, oh, yeah, just kind of makes you think, you know, so. I don't know. It was, it was a great post. I thought. I don't know. I don't know what yeah. you guys thought, but I couldn't couldn't have related more to it, especially because lately I've been tinkering around with my little shrimp tank and playing with plants in there and watching them grow and building a gecko tank. And now I'm like, hmm. I think uh, whenever my space expands, I'm going to systematically build like naturalistic enclosures for as many of my animals as possible so like even if that just means putting them in a large enough enclosure to throw a a background that i can build in there and then just change it up a little bit it's just yeah yeah it's made me realize how incomplete some of my keeping practices are i mean like i don't know if i'll be able to like deck everything out and that's kind of a big endeavor with over 100 animals and <laughs> but yeah oh 100 you know but that's the so. thing, you know, like when you do actually apply that to like even just a single setup, right? You're getting so much more fulfillment and a different enjoyment, a different type of enjoyment. Even if you just have a few of that style of thing, it's still changing, you know, the landscape of, of you as a keeper. Um, yeah. I guess the trick with it is that maybe it makes you feel a little crappier about the other stuff you're doing. But <laughs> yeah, again, yeah. like like we always talk about it, it just depends, you know what what the uh what the intent is for for certain things right like breeders and and, and whatnot are never going to be able to do that for all their animals no. and if if they no. did then we wouldn't have snakes that are affordable etc cetera, etc cetera. Right. you know we've, mm -hmm. we've talked about that we've had that discussion but yeah. yeah i guess where i'm at is i'm i'm just trying to be like balancing having a little of both um, yeah. And I feel 100%. really happy with that, like yeah. building that Aki thing, even though it's not like amazing naturalistic, it's still the most involved I've been in, like crafting an enclosure. And uh, it, oh, it's it's so it's so rewarding. It's so fun to see, especially now there's a pair in there to see them like utilizing all the little things that I drew on paper and, and actually crafted with the foam and yada, yada, yada. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you just chuck them in a, in a glass aquarium with a log and a lamp, you, it's not going to happen. Um, I think yeah. part of the, for me, part of the, the, the whole idea of building the enclosure is sort of testing your knowledge of the species, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's like sort of like putting what you've learned about it into real life into this, you know, basically I'm going to call it a canvas, right? And you can sort of paint how you want to paint it uh 
you know, where should the basking spot be? And like, you know, um, and then, and then I think, I think the thing is, is that it's probably like keeping snakes or reptiles, right? You're just going to constantly evolve and learn. Like you may put this right. hot spot ledge here and you, you realize that, oh, maybe dude. that was <laughs> the <laughs> next, I mean? the next one of those things I build, I definitely am going to evolve and learn. <laughs> yeah. Everyone yeah. you do, you, as you're yeah. finishing yeah. up the last one, you're like, I know what I would do different for sure. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I would never do it the same way. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool though because like it, it takes you back to when you were a novice keeper you know it, it makes you yeah. use use intellectual muscles that you haven't used in a while when you step out of your comfort zone like give me a python for the most part i'm gonna be able to just set it up and know kind of what it needs right off the bat regardless of sure. what species it is mm-hmm. i can kind of yeah. just put two and two together but this stuff like it's got me flipping through books and like looking at things uh, a friend loaned this book to me so yes. i was yeah so i was looking at <laughs> yes. like all the different habitats for like inspiration and seeing if you're you know, into natural keeping man that is the book if you're into yeah. natural keeping australian reptile yeah but yeah yeah so i've been looking at that and it's it's got me every so often every couple of days i find myself flipping through like online um like vendors for like the best fake plants that are out there that are like ferns and stubbly bushes and things like that. And I've, I've been finding a couple of things. So I, I got a couple more that are coming that I'm going to test out, but yeah, it's, uh, it's different. That's awesome. Now, are you doing live plants in the gecko enclosure and stuff? Or are you doing, no, official no I'm going to do no, fake, okay. fake branches, some, uh, some excavator clay so it's like a sand base but it's hard packed mm-hmm. on top and i've been misting it now ahead of time so it gives it that cracked soil look mm-hmm. and then uh that way there's minimal um loose sand everywhere that you know can make youtube viewers angry um <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a mental tangent there um but yeah uh i i don't think I can feasibly do live plants in a small closed space like that with yeah what without like having to go overboard adding additional lights and things like that for those plants but um I don't know man I, I I'm pretty proud of the way this enclosure came out and I'm excited so I think the next you know whatever the next species is that warrants a, a cool scape like that if it's something new or something I already have, I think I'll just stick to fake plants unless unless it's something tropical that like, you know, you can keep real wet. Right. Yeah, I think uh, for sure, man, I think that, you know, that kind of maybe develops over time. If it even does, you know, it's kind of like doesn't. uh, I suppose I could throw some succulents in there. But yeah, I mean, just a sandy soil. I didn't set up a drainage layer or a good nutrient base. Or like air plants or something. You can always yeah. glue those in. Yeah, I could I could look up and see if I can find some Tillandsia locally and throw some on there. Oh, yeah. But yeah, man, that's awesome. That's going to be so fun. It's such a tease having it sitting there empty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I want to stare into you for hours, but I'll tell you what, happening. though. It, building that tank really forced me to freaking buy those damn geckos <laughs> well now i have to and then the guy was like hey actually i have a third one unrelated i was like shit <laughs> take my money <laughs> put it in the box right. damn it yes yeah yeah so um, i also had to take my money moment last week 
And now oh, I yeah. have a male indigo. <laughs> yeah, you know, nice. speaking of which, every time I hop on screen with you, your fucking Tetris in the back just keeps. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. We'll go back to the uh we'll just like uh take uh video shots of uh mm -hmm. him and just do like a oh, timeline it's, yeah, thing it's, it's scary. It's like... <laughs> yeah, and and don't worry, we we just uh made the first six footer, so I know. Um, <laughs> Grant takes me. Yeah, so uh Justin right who's in the chat, uh he was promised first crack for his uh big boa girl, so yeah. probably gonna deliver that to him, but we're ready to rock, man. We got told Grant, just tell me when to send money. I'll take three. <laughs> yeah. And when it happens, we're going to go on top of this. When it happens, we can either flat pack them and just drive them over in the van or something like that. Or if you want a Prius, it's probably easier to get them in your place flat pack and just screw them Absolutely. together. Absolutely. I enjoy building that kind of thing too. Yeah. It's like a meditation. Yeah. <laughs> 64 <laughs> screws in a four foot cage. So I imagine the six foot cage <laughs> probably has uh, maybe a hundred screws in it. Bring so, it on. Yeah. You'll be good. Actually, there's a little one, a little mini one right there. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. A little Sweet. tiny mini version. Yeah, it's pretty great, solid, right? dude. They're yeah. sturdy. They are I very can't wait sturdy. to get my hands on some of that. Um, I could stand on that two footer and it would hold all 200 plus pounds of my fat ass and not flex at all for sure. Love that. It's crazy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's neat because like I have this whole wall at the shopper range and we made these two foot by two foot by 18 inches and I'm sitting here and like in slow moments at the shop, I'm like, man, that would be cool to like raise a bunch of male carpets in those two by two two by 18s with perches and stuff and mm. and then like we're gonna make a three foot equivalent and yeah i don't know just my imagination runs wild and i'm just <laughs> really really wanting to put things in like displays and and set sure. them up i'm getting tired of having to pull open enclosures and disturbing animals <laughs> while they're breeding and shit i'm like my bad yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right bothered me <laughs> yeah like whoops but yeah man i i i'm really excited to have more six footers for like blackheads and water cobras i think that that's going to be really fun to oh, give yeah. a little bit more space oh yeah yeah all right so should we get into this uh crazy diamond that hatched out uh, yeah so basically broke uh, the internet <laughs> yeah i know right? did it really um, Were people losing their bananas kind of yeah it was kind of kind of i i think so here's my take on it right and yeah. we'll get into why i think this way but like I think for the Americans, or let's say, well, I'll just say the Americans, everybody outside of Australia, I think our perception of that is just how did that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, because so, Riley, you haven't seen this at all. Um, I you I showed pictures in the chat. Yeah, but, other yeah. than in in our chat, I haven't seen any like back and forth or discussion online or anything. I've just seen the photographs. Yeah, and you know, for folks that are just listening and not watching, basically. In Australia, right? So somebody apparently hatched out a really clean dorsal stripe, coastal-looking thingy from two pure diamond parents, allegedly. And right, so here, there's the weird. parents. <laughs> they yes. definitely look like they could be. I I see where they could. Well, uh, clearly they're they're intergrades of some sort, and the. I, well, like I was saying, I think that the um, the thing with this in particular is is that when 
we would breed and integrate here in the States, all the morphs that we crossed, everything that we did, all the jungle jags and jungle jag sibs and all that stuff that we've done and, and, and everything. We've never had anything patch out looking like a striped coastal. And I'm going to show some pictures of uh, animals that I've kept animals that have been in the hobby to show what I'm talking about. Now, in Australia, maybe their perspective is different because they are seeing animals that are looking like that. And to them, they're like, what's the big deal? This happens all the time. But <laughs> I've never seen it with anybody sharing pictures or any wild um, diamond coastal intergrades uh, that look, they sort of look like both, you know, they sort of have the look of both. And out of that clutch pops this thing that basically looks like, um, looks like for lack of a better word a, a balan tiger um which is just a full dorsal stripe <laughs> which i mean i it's guess so it's clean uh, <laughs> that's possible but the parents aren't striped at all i think she said that the um, well, hold on here too from this picture i see clearly two bodies coming out of eggs with stripes am i tripping so she said and there wasn't uh pictures of the uh, whole clutch was that they were all striped every single so one here's yeah so some of the feedback was uh, maybe it was an incubation thing so her incubator was set at 87 to 88 right 57 days incubation so that's pretty, pretty normal as far as carpets go mm -hmm. um she can't back to so they said that there was some kind of coastal lineage in there somewhere right so she can't backtrack it because I think the dad was rescue. Um, so there's no way to ever find that out. Right. So, but clearly there has to be something going on here. Um, right. I mean, cause even with like Balin tigers, for example, I'm going to sound yeah. stupid if I'm wrong, but you're not going to hatch all of them looking like that. No. <laughs> right. You're not wrong. No, yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> That's not how Maybe that works. You had two completely striped. Right. But tigers. it's a polygenic. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. even then, so that even then you're going to get some stripes variation. that are better than others. And exactly. What, right? Exactly. So that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so this is the first breeding of these parents. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I, I guess I guess for us, our perspective here in the U.S. is that that's just weird because that don't happen. And I'll show right. you what I mean. Right. So here's an animal that I have that is a striped actual diamond coastal integrate and you'll see that it has like this pinstripe going on um it's a very cool animal it's pretty awesome that it's completely striped <laughs> but i don't see i mean i guess you could connect those i suppose you know and eventually you could get there but to have a whole clutch hatch like that just seems crazy to me and these are the parents yeah. of the ones that I just shared, just so people can see it. Um, you got this one, which was the dam, which is uh, <clears throat> one of Will Bird's uh, Diamond Coastal Intergrades, which just looks like pretty much a coastal carpet python for the most part. You know, nothing crazy about that. Um, and then Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Dave Kendrick. Uh, and that's the coastal diamond. So even those two, which you can see that maybe have some striping, but you see what they produced, right? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. 
Right. So, I mean, I guess we can kind of just go through potential scenarios here. Like, if, if, right. On the extreme end of things, if it is some crazy new diamond morph that's a recessive stripe, which I'm just, you know, pulling that out of my butt, then they still shouldn't be all striped. <laughs> oh, no. So, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely not 100%. Well, I, I shouldn't say definitely, right? I don't think they're 100% diamond. But it's still pretty insane to get a completely striped clutch from two looking normal adult diamond pythons. Right. And even Do we know, uh, even for the... Go ahead. How many in the clutch? Sorry. Do we uh, know that? The, that I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me let me look at the eggs real quick. One, two, Because I feel like four, it's five, a little bit six, different seven, if there's eight. like, you know. Oh, three limbs versus least, like 30. You know? <laughs> right. There's at least eight. Okay. Maybe more. Wild. Riley, what say you? What say you, Riley? I don't know. That's a weird one. I, I The whole time I'm trying to like draw back and think of any similar uh, breedings and anomalies that I've read about or encountered or anything like that. And could it be a partho thing? Like maybe <sighs> mom was het stripe and it's partho. I think, I think the odds of that are really small, pretty, yeah, pretty extreme. Uh, I mean, even in a partho clutch, yeah, you, you wouldn't get such a ridiculous, like across the clutch, altering phenotypic like it look like that like that that's just uh yeah. it's borderline unprecedented straws here right? no, of course because you have to i mean that's how you start right. and you start testing theories right until yeah. they breed it multiple times and breed babies back or whatever which you know might just yield more random anomaly stripes and stuff and then at which point you know you could probably just chalk it up to a crazy odds from a wild intergrade that because like if they could do that again and then the next clutch comes up the same then it's like okay you've got a few more questions to answer now but if you do it again and you don't get any stripes then <laughs> yeah you know so like <laughs> i don't know i think i don't know i just think uh there's more questions and answers and that's that's a, a head scratcher for sure yeah so Lisa, I mean, it, it certainly could be, but at least what's being mm. said is that there was no incubation flub ups and that it was 87, 88, you said. But but so I don't yeah. really you know, I've I've heard all sorts of stories and accounts of that. I I don't know, man. I don't buy that shit. Um <laughs> Wait, after part? doing <laughs> which part? <laughs> the 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 fluctuation can mess with pattern. Ah, and uh -huh. I mean, I've done maternal. I was right just going to say, we need Wyman. <laughs> like maybe in some species, if you hit certain extremes, right. When like the pigment is developing and you really mess with it. But when I was doing MI with my jungles, they went from, you know, 81 degrees all the way up to 92. And, and sometimes maybe even a little bit more with my, my citrus tigers. Um, I don't know. I just right that level of fluctuation seems pretty natural, and yet, if that were the cause of that stuff, we would see a lot more of it. And I just I don't buy it. Yeah. Um, well, the uh, people that are proponents of that idea, am I wrong in thinking that 
they're looking at more extreme fluctuation than that. Like, oh crap, it was like a hundred, like a hundred degrees, <laughs> potentially. But, but I don't yeah. know. Like you're saying, some sh- you know parabolic variation, totally normal. That's gonna happen. Period. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I I I tend to think that um, you know with um, like Owen had that one. <clears throat> where, where he didn't plug it in where he didn't <laughs> plug it in and he didn't get anything crazy out of that right right um and this like this is a this, this is um this i was trying to find a picture of because i'm thinking of the like so this is a coastal carpet hmm. you know and obviously That's that has a nice strip but but to me it sort of has that fishnetty type of look but tigers throw that too yeah you know um is that yours? That's a nice snake. No, 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 no. That's that's one from Australia. I was trying to find. You know what? What? What jumped into my head when you were saying that about um, temperature in incubation is immediately I thought of the labyrinth or the spider um, IJ, which never panned you know, out. Never panned out, and it was sort of chalked up to an incubation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we see that know. a lot with one-off animals, right? But I guess the weirdest part of this entire situation is that it was a whole clutch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If it was just one yeah. baby and the whole thing was striped, I'd be like, that's that's super weird. Like, um, send genetic test that baby. Bob um, Evans is radiation, man. <laughs> Those are Fukushima carpets. <laughs> um, the yeah. other thing we forget is uh, Morelia are super variable. So there's always a lot more at play that it's probably natural variation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. So, you know, that's sort of like what I took out of it. Right. The whole idea of like thinking we know stuff. We really don't, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Have you guys yeah. ever had the thought, uh, you know, call me crazy. Um, I crazy. think about this every time, like I, I breed a, a female multiple times, mm-hmm. like, it's essentially you're taking the DNA, mixing all, rolling the dice for every baby, right? And the right. combination of all that is what forms that baby. You, you right. do that clutch, like who's to say you get nothing in a in a first pairing, nothing unusual in a second pairing, and then something freaking crazy on that third pairing, and you've just been sleeping on it the whole time, or you get something weird the first time and it never repeats itself, but it's there. Like I don't know, I just. I always think about that weird stuff, you know, when you get those one-off babies from a clutch, like, okay, repeat that pairing, do it again, see what happens. You yeah. know, you know, the more times you do it, are you increasing your odds of finding that anomaly that could be living there? Or like, or is it like, was it just bound to happen anyway? Well, I think that's probably a good point, right? Like she's only done one pairing. Um, mm-hmm. So she said this is the first time that they bred. So the idea that you even really know would be, you know, it's, I, I, I think what for, uh, well, at least I can speak for myself. What sort of excited me about this whole thing is like, everybody went to the thing that it's not pure. I, I give two shits about that. That, that, sure. that doesn't make any difference. Sure. You know what I mean? Especially with like, diamonds and coastals. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, whatever. Have that argument some other day. Right. I, and, yeah. and just for, just to, 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 ver- to get to her point, she never claimed that they were pure either. She mm-hmm. just said that they were, she was told that they were pure. And for mm-hmm. the most part, it sort of passed that it could be, 
You know what I mean? She's just like, oh, okay. You know, like you're saying these are pure. Um, sure, diamond pythons. All right. I would, you know, I would honestly find it more believable that they end up being pure, and it's some um, some weird trait. Like I would find that much more believable than it's a cross, and then like these intergrades just randomly made stripes. But both are freaking weird. So, I, yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying, right? Because it like it's not like our striped coastals are a recessive that, you know, that's right. what I, that's like, that was my right. point earlier is it still doesn't make sense. Cause you, you yeah. can't really turn to the coastal and say, aha, because that makes it even weirder. <laughs> yeah. And the only one that has a recessive stripe would be Bradley. Right. Brettles and all pythons. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm saying as far as carpets, carpets go. Yeah. Yeah. But, then you have so diamonds being the I forget which way I think it's, it's diamonds the sister species of Bradley or the other way around. Well, I guess yeah, they're whatever. both sister they're, species. They're, yeah, they're, right. They're closely related, right? Right. Yeah. Um, we'll learn more <laughs> in the book. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, Sid, leave me alone. But, it's it's like seventy degrees. <laughs> oh, said. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> 70 degrees oh, I'm just here, here. yeah <laughs> um, no no man live it up <laughs> it's an ice storm here at the moment but but yeah so like, diamonds brittles maybe more closely related to each other than brittles to so other is it carpets would would it be possible that they would have a recessive stripe as opposed to jungles and darwins and you know I don't know. Maybe that's a dumb statement, but I'm just or maybe right. yeah, or, or maybe they're yeah, maybe it's some sort of weird well that's what I was... thing, you know, something that you just don't see. I don't know. If everything yeah. is what we think it is, and it's two diamond whatevers make all striped babies, then it would still be really weird. Yeah. Right. Reset. That's <laughs> yeah, right. Super weird. Kind of really doesn't matter, I'm, right? It's yeah, just, and I'm not it's a just genetics, weird. you know. Yeah, it's, it's quite you an anomaly. Codom, and I don't yeah. even know. Uh, well, no, I said codominance. Okay. As in, like multiple genes playing off each other, they they relate via codominance, and that's why we're seeing it across the whole clutch. I I don't use the word codominant. Is that the one that people are like? That's not real. <laughs> Yeah, so codominance, <laughs> a, a codominance is the word you use in a specific situation to describe the relation of genes towards other genes, not the mode of inheritance. That's what people mistake, but people just use it as a shorthand for incomplete dominant and complete dominant. They just it's it's just born out of uh, laziness, lack of detail. Um, or lack of attention to detail and just, you know, diving deep in the shallow end. So, um, but yeah, that's neither here nor there. Well, um, JB reptile, baby's reptiles is Victor. Um, basically he's saying that <laughs> I'm reading him like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, he's saying basically, would it be possible that the clutch was mislabeled with another clutch? Sure. You know, she's saying it's not, but sure, yeah. But you even know, then, you could, you could have made, made a mistake that would create. That. Yeah, I, I well, just, I'd like to see her do that clutch, like 
three more Again? times. Yeah. yeah, do that yeah. pairing at least three more times. Yeah, yeah. Under. Also, I think we should give her more credit than that. Like, it, 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 yeah, who's awesome. gonna be like? Congrats. Oops, you know. Oh, I must have accidentally switched the eggs. Like, how many clutches is she incubating to lose track yeah. or something like? That? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> and that, you know, that's the thing that kind of like annoys me with herp the culture. Yeah. In a way, yeah. right? It's like if you have something, and I think this is Owen who talked about this on THP yesterday. Like, and he always says this on NPR. Like, if he breeds a Timor python and now pops this morph of a Timor <laughs> python. He's like, ah, I must kill it and send it away. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's just for that reason, because you're putting yourself in the spotlight to share something that yep. is, 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 wow, this is interesting. And it's just like, you know, the Facebook police comes out and starts, you know, ah, you've, fucking asshole what are you so that you know like it's, it's just almost it's, never good to be in the facebook it's disappointing seat. <laughs> no it's like what the hell she's like she's not claiming anything she's just saying hey i put this together this is what i got what do you yeah. guys think oh you're the devil you know it's like right. what the hell yeah. well we had that whole long talk on the patreon stream which you know only only the patrons heard about like i asked owen what would you do yeah. if you had to scale this roughie? <laughs> he, he, oh, that was an interesting conversation. <laughs> God, he yeah. could barely answer. He was like, <laughs> but, he fell out of his chair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, point being, right? Like everybody's gonna have their their opinion in from so many different angles, like of how it happened. Yes. And what it means that it happened, and what should be done now that it has happened. And at the end of the day. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> well, I, I'd be curious to see, like, proportionately, how many of the people losing their shit about it are Americans and how many people losing their shit about it are Australian. I would probably, having not seen it, argue that most of the people losing their shit about it are probably Americans um, because we don't accept uh, intergrades in our hobby here. Right. We, we have a, a severe level of disdain for that. Uh, born out of uh, as like a byproduct of maintaining pure lines to keep stuff around. But I think if there was like a group of exported animals with GPS coordinates from that intergrade zone and they weren't labeled diamond coastals, they were labeled whatever the region they came from and they came into the States and then, you know, this is all hypothetical, right? Like, say this were to happen, and they were labeled as that region or area and have this distinct phenotype. And then all of a sudden, the community would treat it like a locality, and it would be accepted. And then it yep. wouldn't matter that somebody bred these two potentially integrated diamonds that could be integrades, and they came out with something. Because it's, right. it's just, it would be much more acceptable for that pairing to exist. Yeah. And I just think people you know, lose sight of, yeah. Well, you know, I think that's fair though, snakes right? And boxes. Yes. At the end of the day, it's snakes in boxes. And yeah. so much of what we see people grovel over is, is a product of the fact that we can't get more of these things and, and the history of how we got them in the first place. 
But even with that example, you know, Riley, that's that's something that occurs in nature, right? So yeah. I think that it's inherently going to be more accepted just because of that than say like an albino brettles or something like that. Yeah, you know, I right. think I integrades think and hybrids not quite the same, you know. Yeah, and intergrades are only like accepted in United States herpiculture when they have an extremely beautiful like phenotype look at gabinos you know gabino vipers right. the, i mean you want to talk about a an ultimately widely accepted natural hybrid in the venomous community because it's freaking gorgeous yeah, like they look insane yeah and so <laughs> i mean it's just it's all perception really and and the history of the perception that you know exists in the hobby for everyone who comes into it so yeah <laughs> The Real Housewives of Morelia. Uh, <laughs> HBO. We should, we should we should get a carpet fest together one year with like everybody, Nick, Balin, and all those guys, Owen, Perry, you, yeah. Borden, like all the all the old heads, Howard, and uh, fully skit that out with wigs and women's <laughs> clothing. Just do a little two minute. I think that'd be funny as shit. That would I'd be awesome. <laughs> make a little teaser only for Patreons, you know, like uh, yeah. Uh, or keeping up with carpets. Oh with God! Carpets. <laughs> oh no! Sid, you're on, you had your on fire. This morning. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's on, on fire, fire today. Like Keep <laughs> coming, buddy. Huh? <clears throat> um, yeah, personally, yeah, if, there, if there was a, a, an integrated diamond coastal, I would keep them. Oh, for sure. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, and there oh, are. Well, here's the thing. But like, there like, were. no, but I mean, like, okay, say, like I said, like my exact scenario, like you'd be like, oh. like if somebody like Nick maintained a lineage for it and was like, this, this whole group of animals comes from this exact region that we call an intergrade zone. And instead of calling them this, I'm calling them the name of the region. If that was like an accepted thing in the hobby, I would geek so hard on that. Yes. hundred yeah. percent. Because if you look at like, here's, here's just i I'll share this. Right. So Australia has, they keep, they keep them. Right, and they they look pretty cool, man. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> Robert, the 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 irony in that statement is he's he's been photographed in women's clothing <laughs> <Yeah>. before. <laughs> it has been. Done. That was a beautiful snake, Eric. Uh, yeah, yeah. That thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you, man. I I I would keep them too. I mean, I do. I have them. What you know, that one that I was showing earlier, that was the the stripy. Yeah. Again, this is what I was talking about with, um, you know, going and looking at your animals and just appreciating them. I mean, regardless mm -hmm. of what you think of it being a coastal diamond cross, I, mm -hmm. I could give two shits. That's a freaking awesome looking snake, you know, I, in my opinion. But, I can't wait I mean, to see what that looks like. The bottom line is, is if you're out herping in Australia and you came across that snake, you'd be freaking stoked. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and you know the crazy... The crazy thing, that's actually somewhere that I want to go, right? I really, cool. me and Rob have talked about it to the integrate zone of coastals and diamonds and like in that area, Coffs Harbor, right, in, right uh -huh. in there to sort of like just see what they look like and see what we can find and see if there's, you know, how much variation is there, you know, from spot to spot. The crazy thing too, I think I heard this on the the, Herp, the Aussie Herp podcast um, was that in the in at, at some point in australia farmers would go and take carpet pythons and they would put them in their barn huh. or in their sheds or whatever to sort of yeah, control the mice pest control well yeah. if you're putting like oh uh i found this carpet over here <laughs> and i'm putting it over here 
with a surplus uh, of food and shelter where it's going to stick around. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so our idea of purity to me is, is kind of like we, us as human beings have changed that in my opinion. You well, know? yeah. And then apart from that, another variable and added exponentially different variable is what we have in the States is a little tiny slice of all of that big pie of everything yeah. that exists over yeah. there, because we only have a few bloodlines that we're stemming from instead of the entire like potential range that exists out there. I mean, how many times have you seen on those uh, snake relocation accounts, just them moving a, a carpet of some sort. And it is unlike nothing you've ever seen from some of the animals oh. here in the States. And you're just like, Oh, I would kill for that. And you know, somebody <laughs> would be like, that's just a Brown gray coastal. Like, dude, are you kidding me? That thing is like, I've never seen carpets like that. You know, it's just right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's like, you know, you know, Scott's always busting my stones and calling them crappets and all. And I get it right. It's to him. It's their version of a rat snake or a garter snake or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just everywhere. And I see them all the time and, you know, whatever. But to us, right. It's it to your point. It's like, holy shit. It's like every little. You know, every time I, I follow all these different snake catchers in Australia and oh, you yeah. just see the coolest carpets, man, you're just like, what the hell? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's and really you can neat. just really appreciate their variability uh, that they have, you know, a hundred percent. It's good stuff. Absolutely. 100%. Like, yeah. Like I must've pushed my glasses on my hair. So I have like this hair that's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was like hanging from my glasses, but tickling my eye. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> uh, so the other cool thing, because uh, I can't believe we're almost at an hour. So um, I'm going to share this picture. You can tell the story, uh, Mr. Wilma, man. Um, <gasps> that's that's you, Riley. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a uh, story. Well, it, it looked like somebody had their once in a lifetime moment. Almost as cool as Eric seeing an Owen Pelly, almost as rare, and uh, just walked up on a hatch of of Woma pythons. So fourteen neonate Womas, uh, clearly freshly out of the ground, because there's no way that they would all be congregated like that unless they had just all crawled out of their eggs in the same damn hole. So this is probably night one of their lives, and it's the coolest video that I've ever seen. <laughs> Personally, yeah, just seeing those little uh, those little Woma babies, you know, explore the world for the first time. And we talk about about how much baby carpets don't get seen. Well, try Womas. They live underground as adults. So and you barely see adults, <laughs> you know, right. I've never seen footage of a wild neonate. Well, so read that. Before. Read that caption uh, when it rains yes. in the oh. desert. Central Australia has just received its a- uh, uh, high plains herbs. Sorry, has just received its average annual rainfall in less than a week. Needless to say, wildlife is abundant out here. When it rains in the desert, chances to see some of the more cryptic species increases dramatically. Surveying an area we know to expect Woma, I didn't expect this. I was ecstatic to see a tiny python in the wide open swale of a dune. When examining and wondering how fresh from the egg it was, I... Yeah, so basically... Etc. To me, what that says is, <laughs> go go right after a rainfall. Yeah, 
after their breeding season go like immediately after the rainfall and you're going to find them coming out of their burrows underground. I think that that, that definitely, you know, could be part of it, right? Like the rain is going to flood burrows and bring, Mm -hmm. bring animals up out of them. Um, but that can also be a death sentence. Um, you know, I, I know of, of specific instance of radio tracking in Wilma's where they were watching over a nest, you know, the eggs were in the burrow and it was a unseasonably wet year and yeah, flooded rain killed that thing. Mom left and, and the, uh, monitors went to town on what mm. was left. So I think this was really just one of those, those one in a million once in a lifetime events oh, yeah. of just being at the right place at the right time. And, you know, Eric and, and Riley, I know you both know that's what field herping is all about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to get lucky. It's like, it's like 99.9% luck. And yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and I don't think we will ever see a video like this again. Uh, I, I truly don't. So thank goodness he had his phone and he was willing to share. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> Yeah. The one thing that uh, I've talked to various people about is just seeing baby pythons in the wild. You know, you don't really read Super it. I, I haven't seen really any papers or any studies about. No. You know, I've seen things like African rocks, but not Australian yeah. um, pythons, especially something like a Woma. So, right. Because if cool. you see it, something that can eat it's going to see it pretty quick too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's not ideal, right? Like, I guess just watching that video, too, you can kind of see how it is possible for a mulga snakes to pick them all off. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they're just like, do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't really have a, it just says South Australia. Yeah. Central oh, yeah. Australia. Central. Yeah. Central he's, Australia. He's not going to be given that location, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, so. but wherever it was just raining really hard i guess <laughs> yeah hey darren no worries darren yeah. <laughs> that'd be super um, cool though Imagine, but that was yeah. cool man that'd be epic herping so right cool there. yeah that that's my uh that's my little social media gem of the year so far not the uh patternless blackhead <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that one. I, I mean, it it's cool. Like... I can't poo-poo it because it's in nature. But would I want to reproduce it? Nah. Well, yeah. I mean, I get that. You know, I, I, I just ah. thought. Uh, I think if you had uh, a big blackhead building and you had some open cages and someone would be like, "Hey, Lucas, you know what you don't have?" <laughs> if, well, okay. Let me get something very clear. If somebody was offering me a free blackhead of any type. I'm not going to say no, but yeah. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is the banding is one of my favorite parts of the animal. So yeah. while it is very interesting and cool that that exists, I don't think it's an improvement over the, the norm. Yeah, there you go. Here it is. It kind of looks like that. Uh, I'm totally going to butcher the name, the the venomous species that Scott mm. uh, keeps. I know what you're talking That's about. That's what it looks like to me. I, I don't know the name, the scientific The one name. that he tricked Brett into thinking was a blackhead in our chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. But uh, cool snake. But yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Read, so keep the parents. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, uh, you know, cool. it's just kind of like the the extremely patternless Womas. Like, it's cool to an extent, but then once all those bands are gone, it's like, oh, that's what made it so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still has um, the black head, though. Oddly enough, like you reduce true. all the pattern, just not the not the head. And and how weird is that with those yeah. hybrids at the shop? Same thing. That's what I was just thinking. That like whatever the, is responsible changed. for the black head, those are strong the, jeans. The jeans, <laughs> the jeans that code that black head. It, you you will have a hard time on doing that genetic code it seems yeah 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 the um the last thing that i would share is um you know i freaking love following matt somerville he gets to herp all these cool places or whatever but a lot of times you'll hear us talk about jungle carpets and how they look in the wild mm-hmm. and how they really don't they're not yellow and gold and yeah i mean yellow and black and and all that however he posted up a so let me let me preface this by saying I have a Tully jung I have a pair of Tully jungles. And the female I have I do that like is <laughs> from Carpet Cliff Notes. So the the female is the is the podcast cover of Carpet Cliff Cliff Notes. And that found this beautiful Tully jungle. <clears throat> um which is just like come on oh. man. Wow. Look at that snake. That's wow. freaking amazing. So they can look like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you can see like where the, the little bit of the mudding and the yellow and whatnot. But dude, I, I dig that. I like that. Look at that that tipping that's in here and the little yeah, whatever these are, little ocelots in there. I'm a sucker for tipping. Yeah, man. Me too. It reminds but, me kind uh, of uh the color density, how it's like really clean and crisp on the face, and then how it gets a little more earthy and less crazy in the rest of the body. It reminds me of some of the, the MIA stuff. Yeah. My yeah. MIA female has a, has an insanely clean, crisp face, but, but much more dirty, uh, dirty, earthy back. <laughs> dirty. <laughs> dirty. <So> we, <laughs> New word. y'all. We dirty. Hurt. <laughs> I don't know why we that hurt was so funny. <laughs> We herped up in the Tully Gorge, and um, the one thing that Matt was saying is that he was saying that jungle carpets are actually one of the less common snakes up there. Mm. And um, he sees a lot of scrubs, which, you know, Mm. we did see a lot of scrubs. Um, But that just got me thinking, like, why in that area would jungle carpets be less... uh, Maybe you just don't see them, you know? But you would think that, like, carpet pythons seem to use human you know uh human houses you know wherever you know they're making use of uh where the humans live and uh i guess scrubs do too i don't know just was interesting that uh that he said that but yeah cool snake it's very cool. Yeah. cool gorgeous i don't know anything else you guys got i know you got the heart out um Dude. Oh yeah, my I'm I'm good though. If if you guys want to talk about anything else, I'm my heart out's in an hour. <laughs> I I need I need a bigger place, man. I got too many snakes for you <laughs> this year. Dude. <laughs> Not good. Yeah, so the funny thing, I got to give a shout out to Christian because uh, he is uh, the, well. We sort of have like this joint uh, pairing going on. So I have a female Tully that I got from Rob. That he got from Nick, which I was trying to forever get from Nick, and then he just sells it to Rob, and I'm just like, "What the, what the <laughs> hell, Nick? <laughs> what the hell?" Anyway, 
Did it he ended up and he couldn't here. remember. <laughs> He's like, uh, clearly, you never asked me for a tub of jungle. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. You know that. Uh, yeah. Complete the set, man. Complete the set. But it's like, as soon as you say Telly Jungle, Christian shows up. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. But yeah. he, he loves his jungles. Yeah, man. Yeah. He got in yeah, on Christian. that MIA stuff, too. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. I like mm-hmm. Christian a lot. Yeah. Shout out Christian Parr. Yes. Yes. I don't know if my jungle's going to lay eggs, guys. I'm so sad. No? I don't They've know. Been They've been up like freaking crazy. But... You're you're at that you're at this the window where you doubt and think nothing's going to produce. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I feel nothing whereas I feel six or seven ping pong balls in the woma. Uh meh. We'll see. <laughs> I'm at That'd the point. Cool. I'm like on the opposite. I, I'm worried about that. I might have done too much. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, will be fun to watch unfold. How are you doing? I, <laughs> I might have screwed myself. Um, Any clutches? Well, my tiger head exanic male, who will literally breed anything, has been breeding two tiger head exanic females. They're on track. You know what I mean? Like they could decide to take the year off. It is the first time, but like. It's looking good. Uh, two pop one clutches, pop one carpets. Um, I'm trying two pairs of jungles. Um, they look like they might be done. Uh, although one's still going. The Darwins, who the hell knows? I think I struck out on them again. I haven't even tried pairing the Brettles. Uh, my female Kribo looks like she's good. Uh, one rainbow is for sure good. The other one might be going. Who nice. knows? Um yeah, that's already like way too much. <laughs> and you have like a separate incubator just for the Kribo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a little uh, a cooler that works for the Kribo eggs. So like I can cook them, but if I get like a litter of rainbow boas, that's two dozen babies. If I even get like three or four carpet clutches, I've maxed out. I'll babysit Kribo if you need. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Actually, my computer's sitting on top of two more females still, although they see I put the male with them and he just kind of cruises around like they're not there. So they might be too young. So mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I don't know. I was like, oh, I'll just I won't breed the zebras this year, and I won't breed that girl, and I'll wait another year on her, and I'm still going like shit, I think I did too much. <laughs> uh, but it's all Excellent. good. There's there's plenty of time. I could I could you know scrap together a, a hatchling rack last minute if I need to. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, yeah. Keep me posted. Dry Mark on has my heart. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. she's looking good, dude. She's, I mean, so far she's proving me right in my understanding of her behavior and and her timeline and trajectory and what she's telling me. So nice. Nice, nice. I think it's just now a waiting game for eggs. So, excellent. I love. Uh, this is going to sound like uh, weird, I guess, maybe, <laughs> but I love like I don't know what other word to use other than your journey with them because like you've, you know, it's been a that. journey. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that's why I'm saying using that word. It's like, uh, oh, look at him. Oh man. <laughs> Like, holy shit, man. Yeah, there there are many factors that drive men to lose hair when they hit their 30s. <laughs> Genetics can play a role, 
mine started in my 20s uh and it got worse the more snakes i got and i think <laughs> they've contributed so <sighs> but yeah i uh, i think about that all the time man every once in a while i'll be flipping through photos from like a couple years ago and i'll see the photo of her head all munched i'm like fuck yeah i remember, remember you sending us in the chat and it's like oh shit and then yeah. like and she ate a rat two days later. <laughs> They're tough animals, man. Charmarkon is a badass genus. <laughs> she she had her head crushed and damn near consumed. And she was like, All right, when's dinner? Like <laughs> go to sleep. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I don't know, man. I often I often wonder what's the right thing to do when an animal is you know, like what? Let me ask this question: What made you think that she had to eat? She just the behavior of what she normally does, or did you just give her a meal to sort of think so be beneficial for her, or what? I had an empty forty-gallon tank that I just set her up on paper to give her a sterile environment after cleaning her up as best I could, and uh, after waking up the next morning and seeing that she made it through the night and she was alive, that was my first milestone with her, and then after that. Um, after that, she started showing me some normal cruising behavior. Like they, they hunt, they actively hunt. Um, right. And she started showing me some of that behavior during the day, sticking her head out of the hide, tongue flicking, kind of paying attention. And I was coming near and I was like, no way. You really look like you want to eat right now. Like that was my first impression. I was like, you look like you're hungry. And, right. uh, yeah, through a rat. Sure enough, like didn't even miss a beat. Like nothing had ever happened. Um, yeah. I don't know. I I think about that a lot. And I didn't I didn't take her to the vet. I didn't get her any sutures. I didn't get her on antibiotics. I just rinsed her, cleaned her, um, Nolvasan cleaned any wounds that I could. She's pretty placid and let me do whatever. She's kind of tired at that time, <laughs> and then just packed a little bit of SSD on for a couple of days and. Just let it ride, man, and she healed up like a champ. I didn't, you know, sometimes we overdo it with uh, antibiotics and, and it causes, you know, secondary issues and liver failure and all sorts of skin issues and it burns and it can really destroy kidneys and all these things. And so, you know, having, having seen enough reptile injuries, surgeries, things like that in zoos kind of yeah. made the decision like, you know, I could sew all this up. I could, you know, go take her to a doctor and have somebody, you know, charge me a bunch of money to tell me, you know, this is what I saw and not much is going to change. And I was like, you know what, in the wild, this girl would literally go find somewhere to like chill out and then just go about her business. So that's what I'm right. going to do. I, and, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just keep it clean and, and let her do what she's, you know, programmed to do and, and, and heal. And it worked. And she perfectly. healed so fast. I mean, yeah. as long as it got to a point after only like seven or eight days where it was like, that is no longer an open wound. There is no soft tissue exposed. You're not bleeding. There's like, it's literally healed over. You can obviously still see it at that point. I was like, you're going back in your cage. You're fine. Yeah. Reptiles are a lot better than we are at, at healing and regeneration. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we had a sailfin dragon at the shop have his, half of his tail ripped off by the I remember dominant that. male. Yeah. yeah. It's grown back. 
No shit. It's <laughs> like the regenerated area is like this long and it has like an if you didn't notice and nobody told you it, it would look like seamless. You'd be like, hmm, it's a little short, but you know, like well, that's good to hear. I it's love those crazy. Dudes. And Grant and I had no idea that they regenerated their tails as yeah. a species. No idea. So well, people don't know right. a lot about them as a species. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure you've been seeing that article floating around yeah, that they yeah. they were talking about uh, a new hydrosaurus uh, yeah, species described uh, that Casey was a part of that. Alex, yeah, yeah, Al's magazine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's pretty darn cool. It's 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 too bad that we can't Ill, uh, import from the Philippines uh, legally, but yeah, yeah, that sounds I, familiar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it, it wouldn't be too strange to, and unfamiliar to say that people still do it anyway. But imagine uh, that. Yeah. Yes. So we talked about that on our uh, Patreon stream. Too, yeah. The whole. Oh yeah. Patreon yeah. was juicy last week. Yeah. If you're not. Yeah, a, yeah. If you're not a, a patri, pa, patron. Patron. And you yeah. you want to be? You get access to everything we've already done, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all yeah, backlog. 100%. So. Yeah. Here's some yeah. of the juice. <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, we went a little controversial behind the scenes, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> if you will, you know. Well, that's that's the fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like yeah. I was there, in and we spirit. all did our Nick Mutton impression. <laughs> you were Riley. <laughs> yeah, we all, we did. Yeah, we each took turns being Nick. <laughs> yeah. That's we told funny. we told we told our various stories of of uh, Nick. <laughs> nice, nice. He actually did. Um, well, as soon as I finish this, I'll put up the uh, um, Phil Wolf's going to be on Reptile Fight Club uh, tonight. Well, it will come out right after this. Excellent. Um, It'll be published uh, on uh, Spotify tonight and yep. come up on Apple yeah. Podcasts probably later. Uh, yeah, it should, yeah, probably within as soon as we finish this, probably within the hour. Sweet. Um, which is pretty cool, but. The next episode for next week he has lined up. It was Nick and Casey, and on Fight Club. Justin and Chuck. Yes, they got mutton on yeah. Fight Club. Yes. Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> <can't shit>. <laughs> <laughs> Longest episode of Fight Club ever. Did Casey get to speak? <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder how they monitored that man. That would be uh, that would be a tough one. Well, you know, they you... said something to him before they started recording. <laughs> I'm sure they did. I'm sure. Well, you know he don't pay attention to that stuff. He's yeah, just he's go. like, "What? Do you think I'm gonna talk over everybody? Come on!" <laughs> I mean, Nick, Nick's such a knowledgeable guy, right? So, yeah. like, you know, he's gonna come guns blazing. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that was, I didn't know about that, that. That, that. That'll be cool. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> and his name was, you know, how like when we did this, his name was Dirt Diggler. Right? Yeah. You know how like when we go. We, we record on Squadcast. You can put your name in. So I'm looking at the I'm looking at the the, the individual tracks or whatever, and I was like, "Dirt Diggler, there he is." <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Too funny. But yeah, that's gonna stuff. be sweet. That's gonna be sweet. And yeah. Then another, uh, another book update about how it's pretty much done, and they're just waiting to have it dude, skimmed I'm, over uh, for the editing and sent off to print, so we can have it in a couple months. Yeah, I was talking to Justin about um he was talking about he he was he started drawing again, which man, that guy is pretty talented when it comes to drawing. Um, but he's using Apple Pencil and stuff. So I'm like, well, I was asking him what programs he used or whatever. So he sent me a picture of this poster that he's working on that um he wants to release um when the book comes out. 
first of all, that was badass. Second of all, he sent me a like a picture of like the you know, the, I guess like the map of the distribution map, and uh, I'm like, dude, I'm so pumped for this fucking book, man! I can't <laughs> wait to read this book, man. Six hundred and fifty pages, like, come on, man. Yeah, I'm gonna need two. Copies. No podcast for a month. We all just need to dig a yeah. hole and read the book <laughs> and read it. Come back. A uh, month, shit. I'll have read it three times in a month. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Not all of us can read fast, Riley. <laughs> you can read. Yeah. <laughs> I just use that thing where it just tells you, you know, you just reads it to type, you. Like, copy the text. Your wife? Oh, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, she reads set, me at night. That voice. The inner carpet. <laughs> you know, I still have all those. Uh, he read the the all the natural history chapters, and I oh, have it funny. on like saved on my Apple Music. So like every once in a while when I want to listen to it, I just hit play and it's like, hello. <laughs> we should the luckiest uh, man on the planet. Here's here's Dude. the next product we'll sell. We're gonna we're gonna preload those audio files into a a Bluetooth fake candle and sell it as a mood candle, the Nipper Read mood reading candle, and it'll read the books to you <laughs> by candlelight. <laughs> it's like hello. I'm glad you have your tea. <laughs> coffee's for, coffee's such a overrated drink but and apparently americans don't make it right either yeah <laughs> there's this guy i watch um on youtube oh shit what's his name um i call him the nipper reed of coffee um his name is uh hold on you um, on coffee tube you- You've been watching coffee on YouTube. I have been watching coffee. James Hoffman, right? So if you want to learn about coffee and the different ways and types and brewing styles and it, like this guy is like the most nerdiest person when it comes to coffee. And he's I think he's English. So he has that accent to boot. And he's like, <laughs> are you are you making coffee in a mocha pot? Well, it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Sounds perfect. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Weekly book club. Um, Jibby's Jungle. Uh, are you talking about the episode with me and Owen doing the? Um, it's not going to be weekly, but um, we got an episode coming up where we're going to be reviewing the first book, um, the secret lives of the secret social lives of reptiles. Burkhart. So, yeah. yeah. Good book. Good book. Good writer. He's, he has a lot of papers too that he probably cites throughout that book, but yes, he's yes, he does basically the leading man for giving reptiles credit for cognition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. A lot of stuff I didn't know, um, you know, uh, even on snakes, but yeah, good stuff, good stuff. So awesome. What else? You, you ready there? You, you. Anything else you guys want to hit on? Or you want to jump <laughs> off, Lucas? Or I uh, let's see. I I don't think I have anything to hit on, but I'm also okay. I'm also just chilling. So whatever you guys want to do, <laughs> Eric, are you uh, you breeding anything other than your your diamonds this year and inlands? So, well, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I really don't talk about my breedings and stuff no. all that much like I used to. <laughs> um, I got the Russians. Uh, tigers going, um, chicken Yakapuri so Depot, cool. Yakapuri Depots. Um, I'm taking a, um, a, a swing at the lightning line jungles again. Ooh. 
Yes. Thank you for reminding me about those. <laughs> yeah. uh, add them to Bradley, my list. You don't have yeah. room. You oh, need I'll gecko make, space. I fucking gecko. I'll make room. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what else? Um, I was going to do, I think, I, I, I think, I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Um, but I was going to do a bale and red to Molly Ringwald um, to sort of just get red tigers without the Jag mixed into it. Um, that would be so cool. I got that. Yep. Got that going on. I was going to do one more breeding of original line citrus tigers um, to sort of get, I've sort of held a lot of those back or sent them to various people or not, but um, I would like to get a clutch that I could sort of put out into the world. Um, not really hold anything back unless something crazy pops out, you know, you know me with holding shit back. Uh, what else? Uh, I got a shot at Exanic granites, which Ooh. I thought would be cool. I really like that. Um, Double hat to double what hat. Else? Yep. Double hat to double hat. Cool. Um, what else? Obviously, poison ivy offspring to each other. See what's going on there. Will this be the first offspring pairing? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Oh, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. I've done a lot of outcrosses with it to sort of see what happens, and it seems to show the similar look. And again, talking about what i was talking at the beginning of the show right i mean i've looked at these poison ivy offspring forever but like i've started looking at the belly scales and i and they look exactly like she did um they're really dark man <laughs> they're really dark uh so i'm excited about that awesome. um maybe breed ackies on accident <laughs> Yeah, so I was talking to Alan, and he was sort of saying to me that sometimes female will, the first time that she goes, sometimes she'll like fake you out, or it's like a test run or something like that. Give you a um, slug clutch. Yeah, she looked like she just had that look, man. I, and like, I don't even really know what the look is other than like looking on the internet and mm -hmm. uh, seeing like what the monitor guys, like Mike and Alan and those and Kai that are talking about what they look like about before they're going to lay a clutch. So, yeah. um, and I don't really see her that much, so I don't know if she's dug down. Um, you know, how I much know. substrate so I'm just, have you given her? I want to say there's about, it's gotta be about, I don't know, eight inches maybe. Okay. Good luck finding the eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really didn't want them to breed to be honest with you. Cause I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> Like, I don't uh, think I you guess. have a say in the matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, right? yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the diamonds and the inlands is my other thing. So yeah. nice. That's probably awesome. the more, the ones that I'm more hyped about is the diamonds and the inlands just because it's opposite of yes. any carpet python breeding that I've ever done. So, mm -hmm. and I got to get them checked off about for you as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I could send you guys some diamonds and some inlands. I know that's on your list. Please. <laughs> man, you, I still got your I'm, banded IJs too, man. They I know. Are looking fabulous. Holy oh, shit, they look nice. 
I'm ready whenever uh, the weather's good for you. <laughs> dude, with all the shit that's going on, I'm like so nervous. Maybe to July. Shit like springtime. <laughs> you know? Just wait. Wait like yeah. at yeah. least another month. It's a it's chaos. It's 100%. absolute chaos, man. Kind so of against bad. my best judgment, I sent a couple of brittles out last week and luckily everything went okay, but man, yeah. it felt like a game of Russian roulette a little bit. I sent two out this week and like, oh, and uh, mine were delayed, both of them. And one of them this morning was like, oh, it's not getting there until Saturday. Like, fuck you, it is. Like, and the lady, <laughs> like, lady who was receiving it was like, uh-uh. She drove down there and was like, no, you go get my shit. You go get my packages. Because she had two snakes coming in and she like, she strong-armed FedEx and they went and grabbed her shit for her. She was like, that's not okay. <laughs> so yeah. Good for her. yeah, but I mean... It's just crazy right now. There's there's employee shortages. There's, you know, transport backlog and shipping backlog and all this stuff. So hundred percent. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just a mess. But, but yeah, it's any anytime you say poison ivy, I just kind of go off into this black hole. Like ah, poison ivy. What <laughs> I would do with all of the different lines I have with poison ivy stuff. Well. <sighs> I will. So I have eight males from the original clutch. I got eight males and one female from the oh. original poison Ivy to GQ kicked in the nuts. Um, uh, and it's like, okay, you know, so I had to raise that female up obviously and whatnot, but um, I have she the one that's for you. Yeah. I've had all these males and I've sort of like, you know, held on to them just because I didn't want to just, you know, sell them and, then who knows what would happen or whatever, but um, it's just to see what's going on. And uh, I told Riley, I was like, Riley, I have to send them somewhere. What if something happens? I have to have a contingency plan. So you're getting a poison <laughs> ivy mail. <laughs> so I've got one, two, three, four, four females he could he could go to next year. So get that man a box. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I still uh, I, I still have your uh, albino citrus tiger too. I know. I know. We and, have so many uh, snakes that a, we have to And a female IJ with your name on it over here, a nice banded one. I got that sitting over there. I got snakes to send to you, buddy. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you stuff when I make something cool. <laughs> your brettles are badass. I just can't breed them. <laughs> I mean, you know, phrase it differently. You can. You're completely capable. Anyone can. Maybe one day I'll be able to. It's nothing that's your fault. You just got to kill them. <laughs> yes. And all I know is that I don't have hypo or stripe yes. or a fours stuff in my collection. And that <laughs> fact remains in the back of my head like a little unchecked box. <laughs> and I'm like, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. You don't have room for all of these things. <laughs> I need, yeah, I need inlands first, and then diamonds. I'm excited <sighs> about the inlands because the lot, well, the ones I have going are mog lines, yes. but the nice. the the male has so much red on it, and oh, the that's cool. oh, it passed that passed Robert passed where? Oh, it's moving up the ladder, but it's not law yet, right? Ray said they snuck the Lacey Act through the Senate. There's there's some amendments to the Lacey Act they're trying to sneak through right now with all the yeah. the Senate hearing stuff going on in 
I think North Carolina and all that stuff. I have no idea. I haven't looked into this at all. Jason, uh, Robert, what are, what are the amendments? If you, if you're well read on this already, put it in the chat. Too much. Anyway, sometimes it really is, man, (laughs) especially in the political realm. (laughs) I feel, I feel bad saying that because like, that's kind of like burying your head in the sand, but at the same time, seeing folks like along with us, Arc Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Turgeon and a few of those other guys being really loud voices uh, against all of this sort of, you know, banning and all that crap. I, I feel like we've got some good, some good voices out there speaking for us. Yeah, I think the main thing of it, Lucas, is that they were going to reverse the whole Burmese Python thing that they they did, oh. and then they're either going to be able to add species at, at, at their discretion or they have a spe- So basically you're going to have, I think they call it like a whitelist of what you can and can't do. Interesting. Such an, Oh man. Reach. I wish we could talk to, uh, to Loafman on that one. It'd be interesting to pick his brain. If only there was somebody that could pick his brain on a daily basis. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I need to research this more. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it's always good to get his perspective because he is always, you know, in contact with the agencies. And a lot of the crayfish, uh, crayfish work, you know, you have to have so much bureaucracy and, and regulatory uh, permits and all that just to step foot in the damn creek. So, you know, he's got good perspective on all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good to talk to somebody in the know because a lot of times we, we jump to conclusions and I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I'm not to I say mean, that we shouldn't be worried about it. I'm not exactly. saying that at all. Regardless you know what of I mean? what I'm, the I'm legislation <laughs> is, I mean, just the fact that there is motion, you know, we should all yes. just be trying to put our best foot forward as always and uh, represent, you know, the, this little this little group of people well. <laughs> the good thing is, yes. is historically we've got a track record of when we show up, we're successful. When, mm-hmm. when, when our yeah. people put together a good, you know, logical defense and use evidence and get good, well-spoken people to voice our stance as far as the community goes, we, we tend to do pretty well. We put up a good yeah. fight for a small niche hobby, you know? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. very true. Very true. Yeah. And I think because this is just a, I think, I think it was Lance that was saying that um, tropical fish people will be affected as well birds all that stuff i think yeah. when they try to do this ban like this big ban that's it's when all those communities come together you know yeah it's gonna be a if big only the reptile community could come together and get their freaking heads out of their asses and stop like worrying about bullshit rather than just like we agree to disagree let's move on you know yeah. what i mean like i agreed yeah and yeah. god damn it doesn't that just apply to everything about society right now yes so true. <laughs> what the hell so true I don't know what happened to the civilized. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like what you're saying, but you know, I, but I, I respect I, your right to say it, and let's mm-hmm. work together Correct. and 100%. be a fucking group of people. <laughs> yeah, right, hundred percent. Power you, numbers. Yep, you'd be surprised when, when, like, for example, hanging out in the reptile shop, somebody comes in, you know, wearing like a "Make America Great Again" hat or something like that, but you ignore that and you just be nice to them and, and say like, Hey, can I help you? And then you kind of realize you're both reptile keepers and it doesn't really matter what I'm wearing on my shirt or my hat in that moment. Like, yeah, there's certain symbols that cross lines and that are definitely symbols of hate and all this shit. Like I'm not saying that's okay to 
Anyway, I'm just saying we're all people and we align with reptiles and it's okay to be different. And I think that's the biggest thing that people forget about is like we can communicate on a human person to person level and understand that like you don't think the same way I do. I'm not going to agree with everything everyone else says, but it's all good. That's okay. But we have it's all good. An inherent mutual interest here and and with any legislation and with any uh uh group you know you are at your most vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh, separated right you know stratified into your little groups and you know we might just kind of wake up and and see that we can't do this anymore whereas if we're able to actually kind of yeah I mean, Unify, we, we can, that's a lot more powerful. We can destroy for, our own community and they don't exactly. have to lift a finger and they'll just sit there, kick their feet up and say, and guess what? Ban. And then that's that. So, yeah. uh, or we can all kind of put that shit aside and, yeah. you know, show up to their meetings and in a respectful, professional way, say, look, no, we, we have, we have things to say. So yeah, hundred percent. So. Thanks, uh, Robert, for putting that in the chat. I'll, I'll look more into Always. that. And something to keep yeah. tabs on. Yeah, You'd be surprised how powerful it is just sharing and disseminating and reminding people about these little information tidbits, just keeping it in the forefront of your mind and, and keeping the message out there can make a big difference, even if you're not able to attend meetings or whatever it is. Yeah. So a good reminder. Well, this is all right? the more, yeah, this is all the more reasoning. Uh, yeah, I just, I looked on... Um, it's uh i'll share it real quick just so sure. you guys can see it before we jump off but um, yeah uh tab the america competes act of 2022 yeah uh three thousand page mockery of the u.s political process that sailed through the house in a week this monstrosity replaced the original bill that was titled the bioeconomy research and development act of 2021 U.S. ARC exposed the news on the same day the bill was recorded in the House that deceptively hidden within a bill advertised as an economic and national defense initiative were Lacey Act amendments that will have shattering impacts on the pet community and trade, as well as other industries. Our alert has been circulating and awareness is spreading. This issue is not just about reptiles or birds or fish or amphibians or mammals. It is about all of them. If you own an animal other than a dog, cat, or traditional farm animal, your species could be treated as injurious. If you have an animal interest business, this will likely affect you. Hmm. So basically, uh, you know, it sounds scary, but um, you read between the lines. And the thing that I take away from this is there's no way they're going to get away with this without a serious fight because you can take on the reptile community and there's a good chance. Most of the people are going to fight hard, but as soon as you start getting into other industries, that little line that says other industries, that's when you get a lot of, a a lot of financial interest that is not going to lie down and let this happen. Um, And, and it's pretty obvious to me that there's a lot of PETA like, you know, nonsense lobbyists behind this, sneaky bill that's why they did it sneaky and uh yeah Yeah. i think i think that never sits well i think congress isn't stupid and they'll they'll hear it out and you know they'll also hear the other side and i don't think this is just going to be like uh it's not it's not a knockout i think they're gonna have a serious hill to climb if they want to get anything out of that 
Sure, sure, so, sure. So here, here was the quick update. Update 2-4. This bill passed the House and will go on to the Senate. We will adjust our, this is from USARC, we will adjust our alerts to contact senators at the appropriate time. Okay. It was a slim margin with the final vote at 222 to 210. Interesting. Right. So it's already not a landslide. It's already barely getting through. Yeah. So, right. so something to, to stay plugged in on. Um, absolutely. You know, and stay uh, positive about, too. USR. God damn it. Join USR. Yes. Yeah, what the hell, real. man? We can't even join USR. And uh, if USR says, call your reps, call your reps. Yeah. It's you super know, I, easy too. like financially supporting them takes, you know, just a couple minutes to sign up for a, a quick. They, they, they do it for you. You don't even have to pay attention to it. Put it on your credit card or whatever. Five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever. Yeah. It's that easy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Super serial um, guy. I'm super, he's, he's, super, he's super serial. Yeah, uh, for yes. real. Yeah, America compete. Yeah, he's got to go down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's I, want snake. I want to keep my snake. We need to fight for our snake. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the yeah. Gary Scavino's post about the $1 donation thing? Was that the one he posted a couple days ago? I've missed that. I did. I think I saw so, something about that. I need to Marklin was saying that 70% yes. of the people uncheck that box. So, yeah. So, so there was a lot when, of people on there that oh, were talking about okay. for like ship your taxes. Reptiles. Uh-huh. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Like add an extra dollar for US ARC at the end of your shipping. Right. So the 70%, 70% of people uncheck that. It's yes. a dollar. So, <laughs> So there was an argument, right? That if you're, it's, yeah, it's again, like we can't even, it just becomes bullshit, you know, because you're going back and forth. And I kind of understand some of them were saying that they do it as a business. So they, they sort of will uncheck the box because basically they're somehow that revenue goes through. I I don't know. This is a Rob Stone question, but that revenue goes through the people that like ship your reptiles will get that revenue and they can put it on their bottom line or whatever. So what they, what they were saying, they, that this one guy was on there. I don't remember who it was, but basically he was saying he does uncheck the box. However, he He does donate that money to USR. But then Brian Potter came back and said, basically like, yeah, you do, but most people don't. Yeah. It's probably easier for tax purposes, for write-offs and just for, you know, keeping track of expenses. I can see that from a business standpoint, but that's probably a very small percentage of those folks. I think he was saying like, if you ship 800 packages a year, you know, basically you're looking at $800 that you're donating and they would just donate that money rather than do it through that. Yeah. That site, you know? So interesting. I don't know. Interesting, interesting. It's a, and then people are like, well, then go to somewhere else and use reptiles to go or whatever the other one is. And, you know, it's just like, God damn it, man. Like it's, yeah. Put it in the charge of the cost of the person you're selling the snake to. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like to me, I, I don't know. Like, here's an idea. If you're going to sell a snake, say like, look, uh, you know, uh, put an extra i used to say i i would do it like a tax right if if i had the 200 dollars a snake or you know i would take 10 percent of that and then i would donate it to us arc 
that's it. for sure. You know, I never told the person that I was doing it. I just charged them whatever the, the price that it was. And then we take that money and then just factor it in. Yeah. Factoring yeah. into your pricing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you know, we i feel like in the the earlier days of of doing cnc there was a lot of legislation coming through and we were talking about us arc and talking about these issues a lot but it's kind of fallen under uh under the rug the last couple months so this is this is just a really great moment to remember that uh those issues did not go away there's and they will never go away they will never go away so it's never not fighting some sort of right so that being said you know take take the time take 20 minutes out of your week to read up on this stuff and talk to your friends that are into this and uh you know do your best to uh to represent all this well and and keep it going um you know we, we really do need to be present in in these sorts of things and and not just hope that you know, say the fish people save us or something like that. You know, we, we all have a little bit of a, a slice of the pie. So, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's be smart about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. All right. Let's end on that note. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Thank you guys. So, thanks everybody yeah, for yeah. tuning in. Yeah. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us in the chat. And, you know, uh, yeah, I would just say, you know, support US Arc. Uh, sh- and God damn it, man, share your knowledge because ultimately <laughs> you're going to be giving thousands of reptiles a better life, right? Put your ego aside and just, you know, yeah. is what it is. But if, if you want to Exotic us- has taught us one thing, <laughs> always make sure it's about the animals and not the ego. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. MoreyPythonRadio.com. If you want to get in touch with us, info at Murray Python Radio. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Don't forget to check out the NPR uh, Teespring store. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out NPR's. Uh, what else we got? We got the, oh yeah, if you aren't already a member of the Patreon, go check that out. If you just go to Patreon and uh, look up Murray Python Radio, it'll come up real quick. Got a couple tiers on there. I think. Uh, there's discussions of more stuff in the works. There's always discussions of more stuff in the works. But... Yes, if you're a patron, you can always the exclusive streams and verbally accost Owen to his face. Yeah. And <laughs> you will know that he sees it. So if he ignores it, yep. you can see him fine. squirm in his chair. Yes. Good yes. Time. yes. Yep. It's a right. Yeah, that's that right. You, that you can have. It's privilege. Yes. It's privilege. But yes, bring your name, big foot. My yeah. name on all exactly. the thingies is Centralian Exotics. And I have a website at www.centralianexotics.com. Bye, babies. Excellent. <laughs> I need to update my, my website one of these years. Out of date. And uh, that's next week on Carpets and Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Speak foot and scaleless See, see if my uh, TikTok blowing up fame. Oh yeah, Riley's famous now too. Yeah, so, I'm famous you know. on TikTok. Yeah. And uh and and big thanks to everyone who uh who's been buying merch from Teespring for for Riley's reptile stuff too. Big shout Heck out. Yeah, man. Beautiful. Mugs cool. and freaking pint glasses and hoodies and totes flying out that store. It's awesome. I don't have a Riley's reptiles of mug. I am gonna go buy one as soon as ah. we're done.
Well then, I appreciate I, you, good sir. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta represent. It's so. cool because I got, the, I think I got the logo on both sides. They're like, do you want a one, the other, yeah. or the end? I was like, I want them both. I get pissed off when I go to have a mug and I'm forced to hold it one way because I want to show right. off the logo. I want the right. logo to be loud and proud, however I feel damn comfortable. That's right. It's <laughs> a great there point. You go. Preach. Yeah. Now that so. is what we should end it on. <laughs> All right. Be comfortable, everybody. <laughs> yeah, drink coffee. <laughs> right. See you. Bye.